Welcome back. Season two, episode two. Welcome Olympic silver medalist, NCAA champion. How many time All-American? Uh, if you count second teams, I was seven. <laughs> seven time All-American, <laughs> aka Mad Mo, the original member, the OG OG member of Tin Man Elite. Morgan Hearthrob Pearson, the king of giving nicknames, New Jersey's finest. Welcome to the pod. Morgan is one of the biggest, uh, I would say one of the bigger influencers in the Boulder running, com- running community from like the start. Um, I know Klecker, you know, credits you a ton for like teaching him how to work hard. And I certainly could put myself in that same category where when I first showed up to Boulder, I knew nothing about what it took to be a professional runner, how hard you actually had to work and all the effort you had to pour into this sport. Uh, and I basically was just a sponge to everything that you said and to the type of training we did, as stupid as it was maybe sometimes, you know, rip and refs at Foothills Community Park together. Um, but I certainly credit you for that. And I just wanted to ask you right off the bat, um, where did that kind of work ethic and confidence demeanor come from? Was that built during your time at CU or you always had that kind of in, like swagger within you? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I, I think maybe it started in high school or like even before when I was on the swim team at Berkeley Aquatic. Uh, Shout out. Berkeley Aquatic Club. And thanks for the uh, the intro, by the way. Um, and yeah, our, our coach was just like kind of an old school hardcore coach. We we swam in this dingy um this pool that was just like a a ditch filled with water basically and just got after it every day and like it probably wasn't the smartest way to train, but I really do think that kind of taught me like hard work and um just enjoying that. You know, I think that's the key thing is just enjoying the the grind as a, as cliche as that sound. But if you're, if you're gonna and then all your battles with the Rosa brothers, then <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Those guys were just a minute ahead of me. But yeah, I mean, I think the swimming, and then you know, I started running, and then it'd be you know, go to high school track practice from three to four thirty, and then swim from five to seven every day, like for three or four years in high school. It's like it's pretty, you know, you just kind of if you if that's your norm, like you're just you're pretty used to working hard, and then you get to college, and you're like you're like, you just want to push it, push it, push it. And like you said, maybe sometimes dumb, but, uh, yeah, I think that's where it came from. You almost have to do something dumb at some point in your career in order to like press to the next level, you know? And then that's what I felt like. I definitely did that when I got to Boulder where all of a sudden, like it was all new training. Like I'd never done hill sprints beforehand. Like I had never run on grass or like anything as aggressive as like foothills community and things like that. So like I definitely like credit that for sure no i agree i think i mean even for me like in the triathlon like my first couple years i was i was i was all right but um it really like i'd say during the covid shutdown there's no racing and like honestly we were just talking about with the achilles i was i was really wasn't really running much and um i just biked like that's i mean i I did a 400k bike ride (laughs) just for fun like just because i was like i just wanted to push it yeah. And just that mountain just biking and yeah, you want, I wanted to set a goal and, but just kind of like, like you said, kind of risking it. And I actually, I've talked to that with other people where you don't need to do it for your whole career, but yeah, there comes a point where you, it's kind of like, you got to take a risk, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it sounds train, like train, you, as, as corny as it sounds like you got to, yeah. you got to train insane or remain the same. Yeah. I always, yeah. Uh, what's the rule I say is, uh, <laughs> 
overtrain until it's not overtraining. Exactly. Which I know it sounds stupid, <laughs> but like you kind of need to do it at at a certain point. You just kind of got to feel like shit all the time until yeah. you don't. And exactly. uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. But if you're serious, I remember it, another one kind of like along that same vein was like Parker Stenson. I think uh, I don't know if Parker took it from someone else, but I'll credit him for it here. Is like the best runners are the best compensators. Like the like you know the best you know professional runners and the best athletes are also the best compensators. It's like the people that despite their weaknesses or despite whatever hamstring injury or whatever thing, they can keep pressing and they can keep their season going. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I totally agree. I mean, you know, we're, again, to bring it back to the Achilles stuff, like I think as elite athletes, our bodies just learn how to compensate and then compensate and compensate and eventually something breaks and a lot of times it's the Achilles. So I, I would agree with that for sure. I remember saying like early on in my career that the Achilles was like one injury that I was never going to like deal with. That if we yeah. ever got like a really bad Achilles injury, I would just probably just call it quits and retire. And now that's been kind of like my reoccurring injury throughout my career. And I'm still pressing through it, you know, still waking up in the mornings like with that like stiffness and just yeah. like that hobble walk. And it is something where I was actually watching like the, have you have you, have you seen the new David Beckham documentary on Netflix? Yeah, I did watch it. Um, and then his Achilles. At the end of it, at the end of it was he was like, that was kind of this like breaking point for him yeah. where he was like hobbling in the morning. Like he felt like he couldn't move the same way. And that yeah. was the breaking point. And I was listening to that like, fuck man. Well, I'm I'm like, I know when he like, <laughs> he was playing that game. He's like, oh, I felt my Achilles. Like I, I got like t- tight myself. Yeah, dude, I had, I had like. The Achilles is just. I mean, I've been through it. You've been through it. A lot of people have, and it's just—it's almost a rite of passage. It's like, like you're gonna put that much blood yeah. on it. Like eventually, that little tendon is gonna get pissed. Yeah, off. yeah. Especially wearing spikes and running five, like ten k in spikes or five k in spikes. Yes, yeah, dude. I literally can't imagine. Yeah, I I ran ten k's in college, and now I couldn't even imagine doing a 10k just because of like the wear that it's gonna put on your body like after the race. Yeah, and you'd say the spikes are more supportive now anyways oh absolutely but like so I actually what it used to be like i'm thinking about running a track race and i was looking at the the adidas look pretty they're like, really aggressive they're really really aggressive yeah. i thought they looked pretty like plush well i guess like the 10k spikes they are really plush you know like they are very yeah. similar to more of like a flat than they are like a true spike i would say okay um it's like you remember those old nike shoes that like we'd see, you'd see rub wearing and you're like oh those are sick where you have like a prototype like yeah yeah, yeah yeah like a spike plant on it it's yeah like, i would say it's very similar to that yeah um whereas the shoe that i race in is actually built for like more like 815 but it has like the carbon plate and has just like such a huge pop that i just like Okay. force myself to wear that one instead yeah um because i feel like i'm getting my true bang for the buck when it comes yeah. to like well when you're running you know you're you're gonna speed like you need the the fastest shoe yeah exactly but yeah i was i was i thought they'd just look at like the nike's fine but yeah i don't know i need to look into the spikes i'm gonna yeah. actually do the race so take me back to kind of like the start of your professional career so like you were a part, you know, of course, like if any of you listeners don't know, Morgan was a part of like one of the most historic NCAA cross country teams of all time. Uh, a huge influence on me, like you, Jay Kerr, Zamar, um, Connor, uh, Pierce, you know, yeah. that squad uh, was something that I always at every Wisco and meet, you know, I was always like, oh, there they are. They're the buffs, you know. Well, yeah. um, and that was such an exciting core group where I remember always hearing stories of you guys like battling it out on mags and that sort of thing. Um, I guess talk to me about transitioning from going from such a strong team like that 
to then all of a sudden being solo yeah. training in Boulder, vacuuming up at Macy's at you know after hours and like working yeah. those like part time jobs to make professional running work. Yeah. So I think in college, I mean, we were we did have a really strong team. I mean, we won nationals twice for cross country. Um, like you said, you know, really good group of guys and um, yeah, just an amazing team. Uh, but personally, I, I felt individually I, w- I was underperforming a lot. Um, you know, you, not that it will work out. You know, you kind of measure yourself in training. And I felt, you know, Pierce, one of my best friends, was like getting third in NCAA cross. And I was like, tw- he was dogging it half the time. <laughs> yeah. But and then I was 25th and I was like, I literally will run every step with this guy in training and something like drop him at time. Like, yeah. You know, like you said, he he was a smart trainer. Yeah. I was probably pushing it a little bit, but still, like, I was just like, there's something there. I wanna, I wanna, I, I wanna like give myself a year <clears throat> to see like, is this you know, am I actually good or am I like, you know, th- everyone thinks they're good when they're just training, but you know what I mean. Like I just I was like I'm gonna give myself a year, um, and yeah, I I came out of college, um, no agents approached me, no sponsors. I mean, I don't. I probably could have reached out to people and done something, but I was just stupid. Like I didn't really know. And, uh, I guess the only person that reached out was Brad Hudson. And at the time he just had like no one on his team. This is before the Parker and that whole, like that, that crew kind of joined like Parker and Trevor and, uh, Moran and all that, like before that group was like signed up. Yeah. He was like talking to me and I was like, I don't really want to like, I don't, I didn't know much about him, whatever. So I kind of started doing my own thing with Tim Man training me remotely. And uh, yeah, I mean, I got, I did, I did well the first, you know, the like the first fall out of college, I did do pretty well and I did, you know, get a contract. And uh, yeah, I think part of that was just training alone. And, you know, part of that was, you know, like conquering the, the mental side of the sport where like in college, you're just, you kind of like lean on your teammates and, uh, you're like constantly comparing yourself, but when you're training alone and, uh, you know, working these odd jobs, I would say you kind of find out like why you want to do it. And it's, it's more for like, it's hard to put into words, but like it, there's something within you that you, you, you find out something about yourself. And then when you get to the race, it's almost the, the pressure's off. You're just, you're excited to be there and you're, um, you know, it's just an expression of what you've been, what you've been doing, you know, just the training and like all the odd jobs I'm working to right. kind of support myself. Like, and you know, when I got to these races, I was just mentally, I was just so much stronger. Than yeah. I mean, must've had a chip on. Your yeah. Like, like thinking like I'm showing up without, you know, a shiny pro kit. Yeah. Uh, like I'm showing up, like I'm working, you know, nine to fives, you know, part-time like hustling in this way. Like, yeah, sure. I'm, I mean, like I know when I showed up, I think you might've just started being with 361 yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, but like you still carry that kind of like chip on the shoulder. Like I'm going to show people like what I'm all about. I'm going to drag them out in the deep water and make them, yeah. you know, like I remember that was the thing that I, one of my favorite memories of us together racing. And it is really like you built the culture of like the hard work that like Tin Man Elite was built off of. Like that was you and that swagger that you held. And the story I'll tell briefly is like before, you know, your first club cross country win was when we like the ADP guys were showing up and you basically said in Kentucky, like, 
I'm going out in like four, yeah. 420 mile. Yeah, yeah. I was joking. And I'm just yeah. going to see what like Lenny and Shaddy and these guys, like if they're going to come with me or not, you know, yeah. like we're going to see if like, if they have the balls or not to, yeah. you know, and you just had this infectious swagger that, uh, that I think a lot of people can spend their whole careers working with sports therapists and you just had it that fire. Yeah. So like on, honestly, un, unwarranted confidence at that time. And you went out and you proved it. Like, I just, I'm so curious, like where that champion mindset, like was cultivated from, was it just like, just have fun with it and just go for it. Like nothing to lose or. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I think that's just ingrained in me. Like, and it's honestly, you know, a big reason why I changed to the, to doing triathlon. And like, I, I just want to be the best at, you know, like I'm not okay with just being a, you know, a guy in the team as kind of, sh you know, shitty as that might sound. Like I want to stand out and I want to, you know, I want to achieve something for myself. I don't know, like, I don't know what that comes from, but you know, that's always kind of driven me. And, uh, you know, that club cross race was just like so long ago <laughs> now, but it's kind of funny because in my mind, it was actually like a, a tactical decision to go out so hard because it was like a big funnel to this crazy downhill. That's right. And I, you know, you're, you're obsessed with getting to that turn. Because <laughs> you're coming from college cross country where it's like everyone goes out in a 60 and it's just all these guys that are right. really close to your level, a few guys up the road that are better than you, and then a ton of guys that are like between like... Yeah, and you can't get caught. Between like 13, yeah. like 13, 40 to 14 flat guys. There's like 200 guys that can do that. And... We d went to that race. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a, a clusterfuck <laughs> going down and doing to this like funnel. So I was like, I'm just going to go out really hard. And I think I went through the first K in like 234. I mean, there's a big downhill, so yeah. it, it sounds faster. And I was just like, I, I like looked back and there was like a 50 meter gap. <laughs> yeah, and no then I kind of eased off the gap, gas, but like. It's also freezing cold. Yeah. You know, like everyone had like hats and gloves. Yeah. Except for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so like you get to that gap, you get the gap and you kind of ease up and like you like you're waiting for guys to come and you're like, well, they're not here. This feels pretty easy. So then it's like the switch goes from like, all right, I'm just maybe I'm gonna go for it. And that's that's kind of the idea of that race. So I eventually did get caught and then I'm actually <laughs> I am I will say I got caught by a group of like twelve guys or ten guys and then I finished four, which I was pretty proud of myself for, you know, hanging in there yeah. and beating some guys. So and like, that was a really fun team race, I think. And I think also I just kind of made the decision that I was going to, uh, turn tri the triathlon. So I think there was a lot of, you know, pressure off. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't feel this like, oh, I need to like win this race. Like I probably could have won that race if I ran it smarter, but I don't know. We won as a team and it was, it was really fun. And, uh, yeah, Morgan before that race, sorry to go ahead. No, yeah, like the re like that's it. Like you can't really change it. And yeah, for sure. I'm not before that race, Morgan basically told us like, "Hey, we're gonna win this, you know." And when we go on the podium stand, like we're gonna need to put something on. Like we need to wear something, you know. And Morgan brought up to like uh, that little mountain house I stayed in up at Sugarloaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, like we're used to like hot tub and green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We moved to Boulder. Yeah. Um, and like he just came up with like Walmart, you know, <laughs> like extra large white t-shirts. And just sharpied on like Tin Man and like gave it to all of us and was like, hey, this is what we're wearing on the podium stand. And yeah. Like, none of us had any business, you know, like thinking that we could win that race. Well, like, but you thought you thought we could. Yeah. I mean, I remember in 2013 in college, we won and we it, it just the 
you know, it's different, you know, college team, you're, you're training together all summer. And we, that, that one, we kind of came together like a month before the race or two yeah. months, but like, it kind of had the same vibe of, you know, we're all kind of like, you know, cause oh, back then Oklahoma state was like the best. Mm-hmm. So same vibe, but also like all, some of the same runners, Shadrach and uh, like Kiravel and that, <laughs> but uh, like, you just, you just have that good con- team camaraderie. And like, I, I really think that counts for a lot, like, yeah. especially in cross country. Infectious. Like yeah. Energy. If you're out there running for your teammates and you're out there like with a purpose past just yourself, like, yeah. it's going to carry you so far, especially in cross country. Yeah. Races. And like, I actually, you know, I fast forward to the Olympics in, uh, in Tokyo and like in the relay, like I think our, we had a team chemistry, you know, we all know each other, but like, especially during those Olympics, we kind of like, we were we became pretty a lot closer. And I, I do think some relays and some t- cross country, it might not seem like you're leaning on your team as much as, mm. you know, soccer or another sport, but I really do think like that, that means something. I mean, look at like the U S sprinters. Do you get more nervous before like the team events, like because uh, you have a bad transition and a penalty or something like you're fucking it up for the whole team. You know, it's not just you yeah. out there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've never been that Olympic relay was like the most nervous I've ever been for a race. Yeah. So yes, yeah. to answer the question, I mean, the non-Olympic ones, I haven't done a ton, but you, you get pretty nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot, they put a lot of, like the Olympic selection puts a lot of, uh, weight on the relays. So I, it's almost that weight that, I mean, I've already qualified. So I think if I do one before it'll be different, but that weight you feel of like, Oh, they're, they're, they're looking at me for qualification. Yeah. Cause you know, obviously the chances of getting a medal in the relay is higher and that's yeah. what they want to get as many medals as they can. So, um, and if you have, if I'm like going too fast, ask questions, but, uh, yeah, that's almost the pressure you feel in the sure. non-Olympic ones, but that Olympic one, you're, cause I was anchor and you're just like, yeah, we're in crazy. second right now. And you like, got to hold for silver. Like yeah. we got to at least get a bra, you know, yeah. like we, I got to get a medal. Like how close was it at the end? Um, with like the person coming behind you at bron- oh. bronze. Well, I mean, uh, Vince passed me on the bike. I mean, it's a pretty good rate. Like, Ooh. like it's worth yeah. watching, but, uh, so Vince probably, I, he was probably eight seconds behind me yeah. off the run. I mean, I, I think I came in to transition like maybe like four seconds behind him. And then I, you know, I probably put, you know, I probably ran like 15 seconds faster than him. And then Alex was like 10 seconds in front of me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of pressure, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's so exciting. That silver medal was like, uh, I was, I remember we all went like ballistic in like all our group chats and everything where it was like first big Morton Triad Club member. Yeah. You know, bringing home the medal and everything. And like, it was something where it was a crazy moment for all of us. I remember going on a run after you won the silver medal. And I remember saying like, do you guys remember like when Morgan first decided to go to triathlon and it was something that you just like referred to, but didn't say it as bold as you did to, to maybe us. Yeah. Um, when you left for triathlon, you were leaving because you wanted to be a gold medalist because you wanted to be the best in the sport. And you didn't want to just be like you said, another guy on the track that like, yeah, maybe you could win a few invitational races, but yeah. like, if you're not there winning a gold medal, that wasn't enough for you. And like, that's just, that championship mindset is infectious and yeah, it's huge. Um, thank you again to our sponsors, Pillar Performance. I got some here uh, for those watching on YouTube. I love the Berry, Triple Magnesium Professional Recovery. 
helps you recover fast from your runs, helps you sleep better. I know Ollie Herrera, George Mills, both 350 mi- sub 350 milers are ripping this stuff right now. Use code TINTALK for 50% off your next order. Highly recommend trying it. It's a game changer for me to get my sleep and to feel better the next day. They also have all sorts of different products like uh, their ultra immunity supplements that I take every day also to stay healthy. And I also take the joint armor to help my body and my tendons feeling good day in and day out. Go check out Pillar uh, Performance online now. Use code TINTALK, 50% off. Support the pod, support a great up and coming brand that is truly making a difference for our sport today. Thank you so much for this support. So I want to like break down this year um, for you because it was such a... This past year. Yeah, this past year. Yeah. Like it was crazy to like watch you from afar and like see the lack of success you were yeah. having early on. I mean, like I'll just read it out right now and just stop me if any of this is wrong. But like um, your 2023 season, you went from a DNS in Abu Dhabi um to 44th in yokohama at the world triathlon championship series and then you dnf'd yeah. after that in calgary and then you were 31st uh at the sprint championships in hamburg and then all of a sudden everything aligns everything starts clicking and you become an olympic you yeah. know like you become an olympian again yeah. at this test event basically how it works in triathlon you can explain it much better than i have but they basically have this test event um, and Morgan finished six and that was good enough to qualify for the Paris Olympics, um, coming up this summer. And I just kind of want, you don't have to break down every single thing that was going on, but like, I really want to know how you dealt with those lows of those races, like 44, that's so far away from your standard, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden being at the top of your game at six against all the best runners and triathletes in the world, like. Yeah. How did that all play out? And how did you keep yourself going through those tough times? I mean, yeah, like I was, I was basically injured all year. Like, I don't know, like there's no way around it. Um, I had like a tell, I mean, I got an MRI right after our la- my last race in Spain. So I had some, it, basically it's like my pelvis had bone damage and it's just creating back, like all this back pain and glute pain and hamstring depending on the course um and just the day and how things are like something in the posterior chain would you know explode especially in the, in an olympic distance race um so yeah i mean the first race in my in uh abu dhabi i would just i was sick i got covid didn't want to you know i was like there's no point in me racing i'm sick um kind of a bummer kind of a long way to go <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I like when I think of like yeah. what like it's funny how rudders they're kind of like oh you want to like get these nice little flights to like LA yeah and you're like packing like a couple pairs of like shorts and you're racing and that's it and then meanwhile like I see horror stories of like Matt Mack and like others like losing oh, their God. bike and all the equipment like well, I, I remember crazy what you guys have to go through and then all of a sudden have to race like in different places like it's around tough, the world man. like Diamond League it's in Europe basically yeah you know. <laughs> well, it's tough. Like that circuit is insane to go from Doha to Japan to Canada to Germany to then back yeah. to Paris. It's just like, yeah. Well, yeah. So I mean, it does. It is tough. But actually, you know, having qualified for next year, it's almost a positive. That's another positive. I don't. I can. I'm not going to go to Abu Dhabi next March, even though mm-hmm. there is a race there. I'm going to do some lower level races or yeah, or something like that. So 
yeah i mean it is tough i mean it's it is a it's it's cool you know we get to, I get, i've seen tons of countries and been all over the world but you know when the goal is performance it, it doesn't make it easy but uh yeah back to the season like yeah so my back was pretty much just causing me like pain this whole season i mean starting in you know starting in uh, yokohama i i don't know exactly you know i'm still getting to the bottom of it now um i don't know exactly how it started exactly why it started uh i will say i i, I pulled my hamstring like two weeks before that race just doing a track workout and um before the test event no before oh, okay. before yokohama before yokohama. the one i got like 40s gotcha. so like i thought at the time oh i pulled my hamstring just before this race and like it felt good enough to run but maybe like you do a hard race it's almost two hours and you're running it was raining and cold and stuff so i thought maybe like oh that's that's why that happened and then cagliari um that was just two weeks later so i was like well it's still probably aggravated um and that and i was also that was the start of another problem i dealt with uh if you're watching you can see the scar on my face i got like a <laughs> really bad infection and uh it was really like god about that yeah it was insane um like i look i have like a harry potter scar but at the time i looked like the avatar because there was like swelling in my god, face that's so scary it was so so that like an injury is frustrating because you you're trying to perform but like a sickness where it's just random is like yeah like three times as frustrating because you're like at least an injury, like I probably made some bad decisions. Sure. Did something and messed up my body or could have, you know, gotten extra massages or done a different lifting program. Like you, you feel like it's partially your fault. At least that's how I feel. But the sickness was just, I was out for a, like literally a month. I couldn't, I like a five minute mile would, and that shouldn't be that hard. Like that would feel like all out for me. Like I'd go to the track and on a five minute mile and just be like, I can't do it. Like my heart rate would be like 185. So you must have been just so low like mentally no, physically that was like the everything. lowest so th like that was the lowest point i did this group ride uh in boulder and i like i'm usually one of the better guys there mm -hmm. like the stages group ride i got dropped in 10 minutes and i like almost quit like i that was the cool the closest i was to like giving up and just quitting the sport yeah. and being like it's not worth it well i was just like listen i'm i went to the olympics i got a silver medal in the relay that's that's pretty cool. So like really cool to hang my hat on that. Like that might have been yeah. my limit or like my Yeah. That might have been it. Yeah. Like and cause you just I just felt like I was and last year, um, twenty twenty two, I was basically injured the whole year with the Achilles thing. Uh my ankle was all messed up. And so it was just like I was just like I'm just I just felt like I'm like running into a wall of like I train really well, I train hard, I take it seriously, you know. Last year, messed up ankle. Now I'm like doing all this stuff, you know, spending t like every day I'm in the gym doing mobility, stretching. I'm getting massages like multiple times a week, PT, like doing everything to avoid injuries. And now like I'm getting this crazy sickness. Um, so it just, it was, it was really hard for me. Like, and I've never felt like that in my life of like, maybe that's it. Um, and in that moment, yeah. I really did. So what kept you going? Yeah, I mean- just stubborn. I don't know. Yeah, like stubbornness mm -hmm. in my coach, um, family, just not knowing what else to do with my life. <laughs> like, and almost like being like, I I'm not going to quit in the middle of the season. You know, I feel like that was the main, like I'm going to at least finish, finish the job of uh, this year. Like 
you know, I, right after, uh, you know, Tokyo, I, the individual race, I kind of committed to doing Paris in my head. And I think that that is what kind of like came to mind. Like, I was like, I, I know I went, you know, I was dealing with a lot before, uh, the Tokyo Olympics and, um, I just was like, I want to give myself a chance for the individual race. And I don't know. I just, I think I kind of, you know, like I said, my, my family, my coach and everyone kind of like reminded me of that. And it just, yeah, it it took me a while. You know, I went to Hamburg and got 31st. I was basically like fat and out of shape because I had kind of didn't train for a month and, uh, and was sick. And then, yeah. Like, were you confident then? Like, were you that same Morgan that I was talking about? Like at the beginning, where you just like knew that, no, not in Hamburg, but like, did you still deep down have that confidence that well, you knew you could get it done? Or was it more just like, just go through the motions? I mean, do you see what I'm getting? You know get- yeah, I get what you're saying. And I'd say like, I don't want it. Cause it wasn't like, I'm not in my mind. I was like, I know I can go to WTS and get on the podium, yeah. go to the test event and get top eight, which qualified. Like it wasn't like, oh, I don't know if I can do it anymore. It was just like, maybe, you know, maybe. Am I just like, has my luck worn out or like, is yeah. it, am I just, is, you know, you can't like every athlete, they, you know, eventually they retire and like, you see the guys, you know, the, the runners that are just, they're injured and they're injured and there's, you know, it's just like, I was like, am I at that point in my career where it's like, you know, maybe once a year I can bring it together for a good race. Mm-hmm. But, um, but like, it's almost like. And the, the thing about the sickness was it was like, it just felt like bad luck. Mm. I don't know how else to say it. Like, it just felt yeah, like... Yeah, world was against. Yeah, just, yeah and yeah, like... Quicken. And then like, even in... Like, it kind of thought back to Abu Dhabi uh, where I got COVID. It was like, it's just like this year just felt like cursed almost. Mm. And it like... So that almost helped me get through the sense of... I feel like I'm like... It, I'm just... It's like the harder you try, the worse it's going. Did you let go then during that time? of your expectations like did you still have the expectation yeah, yeah. going to paris like hey i'm gonna qualify well i mean i'll tell you like i wasn't at that time like between Cagliari, like i don't know around hamburg mm. i wasn't i didn't qualify for the paris testament like i was not you even qualify for the race no because it's it's descending <laughs> orderless and i was pretty i had one good race last year pretty i raced twice and the first one i got a mechanical second one i did really well this year I hadn't done shit all year because yeah. of what I just told you. So <laughs> I was crazy. I was not on the start list. <laughs> and I for the longest time, for all, you know, I would say kind of this whole year, for example, I pulled my hamstring two weeks before Yokohama and in my head I was like, Well, you know, if I go there and I don't have a great race, I can still get some points to qualify for the testament and get in the top fifty yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um same with, you know, Cagliari, like I knew my back like, oh I'll just go out a bit slower and my back hopefully won't tighten up and then even hamburg it's like well you know i don't need to do amazing but if i get like a top 20 i'll get good points to get it so but i would say around that hamburg time i was like this is just not you know this is not like the the pat like i might not do the test event and that's like that's i kind of accepted it so i don't know what you just asked but like i would say i did kind of accept the i i i asked did you get rid of expectations yeah because that's been a huge thing that i feel like I have come across where it's like the more expectation that I put on something and lose sight of reframing it as this is an amazing opportunity. Yeah. Like expectation versus opportunity are huge, are two totally different things that I think can make yeah. such a huge difference in your performances. If you go into it saying, this is an opportunity for me to win today, 
versus this is my expectation yeah. that I need to win today. I think that yeah. you go into a race having more fun. You end up, you know, performing looser, you know, like For you sure. end up being able to press harder when the time comes to really press hard because you don't already have this tension within you. Like I need to do this, yeah. you know, yeah. or it's like you get to do this. And I think yeah. every athlete learns that eventually through the failures that they eventually have in the sport of like letting their expectation be their due. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think to kind of add it is like, like I was saying, like acceptance of like, you know, you, you can do all the training. And I had a coach tell me once, like, you don't work hard and bust your, bust your ass and do all this stuff to win. You do it for the chance to win. And like, that's always kind of stuck with me. And like, I think maybe after last year, you know, um, and after, you know, the 2021 season at the Olympics, I kind of just was like, oh, like I figured this out. I got to stay healthy and do this mobility and this gym work and all this stuff and I'll be fine. I'm going to get on the podium and like all my races, like I've been on the, I've been on the podium and all like I've done three, you know, I was like, I'm going to be ready to go. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, it just like all this stuff happens. Some of it is in my control. Some of it's not. And you just got to kind of accept it. So, and I kind of, you know, I did kind of accept that I might not be racing the test event. And then, yeah, I mean, the night before I got a call and I was on the start list. No, it was yeah. the night before. So that you weren't even yes, I was thinking about the event. Well, I was there and I was there to see, oh. I was there to see the course. There's a course preview. I could see it. Yeah. There was a relay event. You went through the motions as if you were Yeah. There yeah. was a relay like the day after the or two days after that I was like, hopefully they'll put me on the relay. Yeah. So I was like, I was preparing to race and I trained for it like I was gonna do it. Yeah. And then uh a guy got COVID and another guy got a stomach bug and yeah. It was like 5 p.m. the day Your before the race. Your finally changed. Yeah, exactly. And then everything must have clicked in the race for then you to have that performance at. Like, I mean, my back was in a lot of pain. And yeah. that stuff is, I could have, I would like to think I could have run a lot faster. Yeah. I mean, I know I could have run a lot faster. Maybe if you don't believe me, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know uh, if I'm healthy, I will. Um, but it was almost like, despite all that, I was able to like kind of overcome, like kind of like the story of the season of like, despite all this stuff, like I'm, I'm still going. And like, I kind of ran, you know, uh, the guy who won Alex would like, he went up the road, but I was like, I kind of ran at that limit of like, if I go any faster, my back and glutes are just going to completely give out yeah. and I'm probably going to be walking, yeah. but I can, I know I can hold this for a 10 K. So I just did that. I was leading the, the, the pack the whole way. And like, with like two K to go, I'm like, there's, there's like seven guys or there's six guys. Like yeah. I'm going to make it. And it was just yeah. like, with 2K to go, you were like, you got, I forget, like around then, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. on the last lap, I was like, oh my God, like I just went from like, not, yeah. you know, you, <laughs> you're in the moment you're racing and like trying sure. to get the most out of And then all of a sudden you're like, I can do this. Like, I just got to hold it together. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I ended up getting six and like, so was it all worth it? Like, was that like, can you really think back now and think about the injuries you went through, the darkness you felt in that dark, dark moment? And then having such a high after all that is just insane. Yeah. I mean, I think it was worth it. And I think, I think a few things. First off, I do believe I improved a lot this year. I just wasn't able to show it. Like I trained extremely well this year. I think, um, you know, I'm at a different level than I was last year and the year before. I mean, I raced a, a world cup and won. I broke away on the bike solo. And like, like that was, that was a big deal for, I mean, it, it's the second tier race. For sure, it's not for sure. as big, but like, 
you know, I come from a running background. And, and to be able to have to like, on the bike. Yeah, to like get in the breakaway on the swim and then break away from those guys is like, that was pretty you're cool. You're dangerous. Then. Yeah, that was you pretty get cool. get to that point, you're dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> and just like the run, some of the run training I've done this year, I, I just know I'm at another level. So yeah, I mean, this year, you know, I, I do think I grew a lot as an athlete. And then I do think, you know, dealing with all this, I, I feel... I feel different, you know. Um, I just I just finished my like off season, and I you know I just I feel like I'm just I just have a different um, feeling towards next year than I think I might have if everything went well this year. Um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I hope I can figure out the back thing, and uh, I think I'm I think I am, but uh, yeah, yeah. That's like uh, talk about like a never give up story yeah you know like it yeah. really is like it, it really truly is like not to sugarcoat it anymore because it, it's an incredible story as it sits but it's just like i mean give me a break to be that low and then a few months later be qualified for the olympic games like that yeah. does not happen you know what i mean like yeah. that it does not happen like it happens in like a movie script, you yeah. know, where someone is like, oh no, everything's going wrong, everything's against me. And then all of a sudden he's a champion, you know, oh. it doesn't work out like that. So, and, and it's mean, a, yeah, go ahead. No, I just, you know, for those listening, I, I would say like, I never really, like you said, never gave up, but like, I never gave up on like the day to day. Like I always kept, you know, persistent in the training and like all the, all these things that you know, it feels like it gets hard to do that stuff when things are going so bad. I mean, you know, like you've had injuries, you've dealt with stuff. We all have, but like, it's that it's those moments where that you have to have the never give up attitude, not the test event where I got in and things are going great. And I'm in, you know, I'm going to make the Olympics with like two K to go. Like that's when, you know, you got to push and that's, that's racing, but it's those moments of, you know, it was that day where I was like on the bike and I was like, what the F am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like, should I just call it like, yeah. but I just, you know, I obviously, I was you sick. You kept doing all those. Yeah. I mean, I was day sick. In, day out. I was sick and I, you know, it wasn't smart for me to train, but I, you know, I got all these tests and I went, you know, I seen food to see different doctors and stuff. Like it was, it was just that you got to keep going, you know, you go, what, what are these steps I'm going to take? Um, yeah. To made, get better. You made your own luck. Yeah. You made your own exactly. luck, you know, so, like even when there was, you know, yeah. So like if you're injured and down and sick, like just those are the moments where you have to make the good decisions, you know, um, when things are going well, like almost, that's almost when you can get away with it's easy being stupid yeah. a little, I mean, don't, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like when you, yeah, when everything's clicking and everything's going good and you can push yourself and all that, like take advantage of that too. But like, that's, that's a huge sentiment and lesson that I'm going to take today also is just like, even when things aren't going well and you feel like you're not at your best, like that's the true I think defining yeah. like defining moments of a champion, you know, of a champion like Morgan is, is that even when you're dark and things aren't going well to stay in your routine and keep doing things day in and day out to get to where you think and you hope to get to is yeah, such a huge lesson. It just reminds me of like the, you know, the Des Linden quote of like, keep showing up, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I love that. I know that the story I love to tell is like before my before the world championships 5k and like the prelim like i had this neural tension where i felt like i couldn't even sprint yeah like, like i did workouts leading up to that and i like couldn't break 30 seconds in a 200 like i was running like three flat k's um like pushing you know yeah. and i'm just thinking like i'm about to be on the starting line with like yeah just absolute killers yeah and they're Line gonna rip my head like off. an idiot <laughs> yeah oh dude i literally got to the point where i 
before the race, I looked at my girlfriend looking for a cop out to, to be like, please tell me that it's okay yeah. for me not to start today because I thought I was going to yeah. embarrass myself that badly because on the strides I did the day before, I was like doing stride outs and it was so, like the tension was so bad in my hamstrings that I was like, I can't run. Yeah. Like I'm literally going to get dropped like you did on that yeah. ride, except in front of 30,000 yeah, people yeah, yeah. in Eugene. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, like, I'm not going to make it to 800 meters with these guys if someone yeah. decides to go out in 205, you know? Yeah. Uh, but all of a sudden, like, I had spikes on, adrenaline was pumping, and things worked, and things clicked, and it yeah. felt great, you know, and qualified for the final, which I never, never even thought. Like, I had zero, like yeah. you said, I had zero expectation. I was so low. I didn't even think I was going to race, you know? Yeah. I wanted to not race, so. But you still gave did, myself a chance. Like, yeah, you still did what you had to do. For sure, I did. Moment. You didn't, I did. You didn't skip the warm up. You didn't eat yeah. Chick Fil A the night before. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe you did, but yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you still got to do those right, take the make those right decisions. And I don't know. It sounds like it worked out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's 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 the big lesson of the day. Um, I want to change gears just a little bit. I want to have a little bit fun. Uh, two of my favorite, like Morgan Pearson isms. Uh. Is like uh, <laughs> you would talk about like your enemies, yeah. <laughs> um, like in the sport, and uh, you'd be like, "Oh, enemy!" And like you kind of said it as this joke when we were racing, where it's like you could be best friends with that guy, yeah. But you're still gonna be like enemy, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to talk about that just a little bit. Like, who do you feel like right now, even if they're your best friend, uh, is like an enemy to you? Where you're like, you know, yeah. you got it. You got to like. Put them on a poster and say, you know, I gotta, you know, yeah, keep them uh, check, keep them close. <laughs> I would say the French guys are the enemy right now. I mean, yeah. they're, you know, the relay. We'll have a, we'll have another good team and yeah. at the Olympics, and you know, the French, the British, the Germans, these are all the enemies. So you're going after the countries. Yeah, I mean, I can, <laughs> I, I don't want to pick out individuals yeah. uh, on on camera, but yeah, I think, uh, I mean, listen, I want to. You know, I want to beat everyone, so for sure we all know who the top guys are. Um, but yeah, the French are. You know, when we get to Paris, they're gonna they're gonna be motivated on their oh, own yeah, soil for too. sure, and they're gonna have the energy, yeah. the crowd. You know, there's something to that. Yeah, for sure. Like and I that, think they're gonna work together too. So it's almost like they're gonna go all in. Yeah, that's why I kind of set them too. You know, the relay and like as an individual, they they just have such depth in their team. Um, yeah yeah for sure i would say that um I, i'll do it too yeah uh, <laughs> uh i would say like there's all like there's a bunch of guys um you know in europe that like i'll definitely be going head to head with like trying to fight for like a medal at european 5k this year that's like my big goal yeah um is that so, like that's those, outdoors outdoors yeah it's actually it's in rome this year it's like before the olympics so it's in okay. june uh so like that is also where i'm hoping to like get the qualifying for the Olympics and enough points, everything at that race, kind of like all in for that. But, um, there's like Mike Foppin, who's this guy from the Netherlands who like, he's, he's, he's a homie of mine. Um, and I know he's going to be right there. He's an incredible season. And then, uh, there's like two Swedish guys, Algrim and Danielson, who have both been running out of their minds, got their double thresholds, you know, going, uh, (laughs) So those 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 are the biggest uh, direct enemies right now. And then on the state side, I feel like I'm constantly racing Ben Flanagan. Yeah, like, like I'm always yeah. racing him, and he like always outkicks me and gets the better of me. So like I really want to flip that script this year and uh, get you the should, better of him a few be. times. And if, 
5K or less, you, you, you got that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good runner. Man, he, like, his, it's range, a road his race, range is crazy. Like, he's it's a road race. He does really good half yeah. marathons. If it's a road race, you got, you're not winning. <laughs> you'd be a lot. Especially if it's like a Silicon Valley turkey trot champ. <laughs> was he there? No. No, no. Yeah. He was there head to head. Well, yeah. That guy just, he wins, like, the random road races. and Yeah. You don't show up to Falmouth. Um, yeah. And expect an easy race if he's there. Yeah. That is that is for sure. And then the other Morgan Pearsonism to wrap this up is, like, uh, used to say, like, What's the claim this weekend, boys? What's the yeah, claim? That's right. He's always Matt. saying that. Yeah. yeah, that's right. His claim, Matt. Matt. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I just wanted to wrap up with just like, what's the claim? I want to hear it. Uh, for right now, the claim is like, get back in shape. Because I just did a, I did a three-week break, which is pr- the longest like kind of break I've ever done, probably, outside of, you know, being injured. So, uh, yeah, like get back in shape and don't let anyone see with my shirt off <laughs> right I'm, I'm definitely a little overweight and uh it's, it's probably for the wearing better. a speed suit to the local rec centers right now <laughs> no <laughs> okay oh yeah so how about you what's the claim yeah i feel like my claim was like the medal you know medalist at europe's yeah yeah europeans this year like that's that's the big claim for sure um and then i guess like the other big claim is uh breaking 13 this year there like to make to make a big jump you know i feel like if I'm going to get in that sub 13 club, it's got to be this year um, to capitalize on the 1305 being the Olympics edit this year and like the standard being so high. But of course, like Olympian is like number one, you know, yeah. like whatever it takes yeah. to become an Olympian this year, you know, like tearing my calf um, at the trials in 2021 and missing out on a chance to compete in Tokyo was definitely uh, what's a brutal experience. So. How do you qualify this year outside of the time? So like the point system is basically like you need to have, um, you need to be like top 42 and high enough points. So like you need to have two outdoor 5Ks and then a, either an indoor 5K or like an, or a 3K. You can use like one of those and you take like points together of those three to go all in. Yeah. So like this year I, uh, I like posted like a story, like trolling myself over it just cause like I thought if I ran an outdoor 3K, then my indoor 5K would count uh, all of a sudden because I thought you needed two 5Ks. It didn't matter if they're indoors or outdoors. Okay. So I ran this outdoor 3K. So that just stopped didn't count at all. And my 1312, like my best mark, like didn't even count towards wow. like my, you know, my qualification for Budapest all of a sudden. So I was like literally the last guy in just because, yeah. I mean, I didn't run fast enough, plain and simple, yeah. you know, ahead of time to get enough points outside of that one. But I definitely build my schedule around thinking that I didn't need to run another big 5k because I only yeah. run this outdoor 3k and then that indoor 5k would then count for points. It's a ridiculous so, system. And like, I'm not going to complain about it one bit. It's the cards I'm dealt this year. It's going to be hard. I'm either going to be one of the first guys in or the last ones in. And that's why yeah. I'm making these big claims right now where it's but, like, but you don't have like competition in Germany. Like if you, it's, yeah, for sure. There's uh there's like three guys that are all capable, I'd say. Um, okay. like Mohammed. Um he's run, you know, he's run like sub thirteen oh five. Okay. Um and then there's a few guys like Max and Aaron uh, that have both run, you know, thirteen twenty. And I think they're both do or one of them's run sub thirteen twenty, but like they're both guys that can make a huge jump this year, you know. Okay. So like there's definitely it's definitely gonna be a fight. Um Will you race uh What's the one the the March sound running? Do they have that this year? 
The 10K, absolutely not. Because <laughs> I might do that. If they have, like, I think that uh, if they have a 5K outdoors, maybe I would extend, yeah. like, my end of season to do that. That would be sweet just because, like, you can only have one indoor mark. But that know, would count. Towards the points. But that would count towards yeah. outdoors. That's so insane. I really just have to capitalize on those outdoor races. Yeah. Like, I really wish I would have capitalized in Budapest this year. Like, I fell on my face. So, yeah, yeah. points from that. Um, but that, yeah, that would have been a big one. There's definitely a ton of stress, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that like I'm dealing with and like having to, and I feel like right now, like I'm talking big game in order to give myself that Morgan Pearson confidence, you know, like I'm talking myself into having this confidence in a way that I know that that's net, that confidence is necessary to run those times, you know, like you're not going to run those times unless you believe in yourself like full heartedly. And I like always think that in order to be successful, you need to you know, believe in yourself and you also need at least one other person to believe in you in that journey, whether it's your coach, preferably it's your coach. Um, but it could be also be another teammate or your family, you know, I think it's probably like both our moms in our case. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Like I kind of wrote down my goal for this year. Um, and then I want to just kind of like, you know, I usually have like, I'm going to do this, 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 like 30 things. Like I'm going to like, run this many miles, bike this many, this long. But like, I just, I wrote down three things a lot simpler than normal. And one of them was just like, have confidence in myself. And I mean, I think, you know, this not to, not to, you know, just to kind of inst- like, it's so easy to like build yourself up with false confidence, but it's also so easy to just, when things aren't going right, like to just have that, like no confidence in yourself yeah. and be like, oh, I, did, I missed this run. And I miss that run and I miss this workout. And like, you know, for me, like I go through that all the time where it's like, oh, like I was, I had COVID and now I need to like make up the training and do this and that. And like, I think, yeah, like for you and for me this next year, it's like, we're no matter if we miss a run, do this, do that, like we're still the same people. And we just, we have to have confidence. Like we're not, you know, nothing's really going to change over the next year. We just kind of, you just kind of need to execute, I guess. Like, you're not going to like get new legs and do all this. So you just need to do have that confidence in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, like I I'm, think. I'm in that same boat that you were talking about where it's like, I'm just trying to run an hour paint free right now. Yeah. So it's like, that's like where I'm trying to like rebuild my confidence, like just through doing, and I'm really am trying to have the approach that it sounds like you had during your darkest moments where it's like, what is the best things I could do today? Yeah. You know, it's like making sure I don't skip like my hour cross training yeah an afternoon you know it's not skipping yeah my, like achilles loading program you know it's like doing those yeah. things that i know that's going to add up at like the end of the day and it's so easy to skip that stuff yeah but like you know it's i don't i know I, if you want to wrap up just let me no no, no you're but good. like do you think about like a three mile double and you're like is this do anything like going out for three miles i was talking to someone about this because yeah he's like this young triathlete and i'm like he's like oh how should i get better at running i'm like just like do like three, three mile doubles a week. And he's just like, like in the moment it feels like stupid, but like <laughs> if you do that over, that's like almost 10 miles a week over 50 weeks, like that's 500 miles a year, you know, like that's a lot. Yeah. So that stuff, like in the moment, it just sucks. And or like, hopefully it doesn't suck every day, but a lot of times it sucks and just to get going, but over the course of, you know, a year, it does make a big difference. So, um, that's how I think about it now. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. I never have looked at it in a way where it's like, 
yeah, it might be just one set today. You know? Yeah. All of a sudden, if I'm doing, you know, yeah, like you said, like if I'm doing three sets of 10 squats, you know, and I miss that, then all of a sudden, like that end of the year add up. Yeah. Half, like that could be it. Or like the most, so like I started trying to do like mobility and that stuff every day after last season being like super messed up and injured. And like, you just think of like over the course, of, like, cause there's weeks where I'm like, oh, I missed a few days and like, oh, I'm such a piece of shit. But it's like, you're like, no, like, don't let that bring me down. Like, let's just, let me just not miss it today. And then over the course of the year, it's like, oh, I've done hours and hours and hours of this. And like, I go see um, a massage therapist who I haven't seen in a while. And they're like, wow, you like, your body feels a lot different. You're a lot, you're a lot looser and stuff. So it's just, mm -hmm. it is, it is kind of like um, in the moment hard, but that stuff does yeah. pay off, I guess. Is That's just what like, I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, for sure. Like, I definitely think that like living in the weight room is kind of another thing that I'm kind of like trying to instill with myself where it's like, yeah, even if I'm just going in there to do like light core and active yeah. and mobility, like yeah. you better still get down there today. Yeah. That's going to set you up to feel better the next day. Yeah. And yeah. I definitely think that stuff adds up like big time. How often are you doing? So you're doing, what is your like protocol for like health now? Like you're getting massages every week, I assume, or? Uh, yeah, I mean, in like, I'm still coming back from the break, but like in season, I was it's basically like two kind of lifts a week and then like try to get in the gym or like just do stuff at home every day. You know, sometimes I have 10 minutes, sometimes I do for an hour. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, like try to do a massage once a week and then some like PT or dry needling once a week. Um, so, I mean, obviously it didn't work because I was basically injured <laughs> all year. But uh, I'm going to, I have, I'm working with some good, some smart people. And I think, uh, I think I'm getting to the bottom of my problems. So yeah, for sure. Um, what is a day in life? Like, let's just like, yeah, like, like, can you tell me like your, you can give like, what is your hardest day of training look like? And then what's like your easiest day of training look like yeah. during your like core base? Like you're like building towards your peak phase. Yeah. Yeah. The hardest day, the hardest day is probably, um, it was probably Saturday. Um, I do my long run Saturday. So wake up what time? Like seven thirty. And then, yeah, so long run and, you know, I, I got a different coach like about a year ago now and I've been doing like long run workouts um, once I get into like pretty good shape. So I was doing some like 18 mile long runs with like, I did a workout and it was like four by two mile and a mile hard at the end. Continuous, like during the... Yeah, like with a mile jog. So it was like... Right. This was after Hamburg when I was like, I need to get my ass in shape. <laughs> and he started giving me some really hard training. Yeah. So like that Saturday, that like that morning run, uh, that long run is pretty tough. And then I, so that might be like start at 830 or something. And then at three, I'd go to swim with these triathletes. And it was like usually a pretty hard swim. Like maybe I'm trying to think of a set, like, like maybe like 12, 300s descend by sets of three and like by the end you're just basically going all out um and it just sucks and i'm usually getting destroyed because <laughs> yeah like those guys didn't yeah, do 18 rush yeah <laughs> and then like maybe finish with an hour bike ride after um so yeah that that's a hard day i mean uh actually over the summer that that stretch between hamburg and uh the testament i was like i was like really training hard because i was like i need to get like i only it was kind of like a three weeks or a month or something where it's like, it's kind of now or now, you know, like if I get in, like, I want to be ready 
Yeah. And I, so my, my Wednesdays would be like, I'd wake up and do intervals on the bike on the trainer. So like maybe like five by 10 minutes hard with that's the interval. So like obviously in between and warm up and cool down. And then I'd go swim and then I'd do a bike race at night yeah. and then I'd run, <laughs> I'd run hard off the bike. So like do a hard mile off the bike and then do like a five mile jog after. So like yeah. that was, that was honestly like I loved it, but that was that's a pretty intense day, I'd say. Yeah, because sure. you're doing like a work, a bike workout. It's like, like like how many miles on the bike? And then it'd be like that would be I do it indoors in the morning, so it'd be like 90 minutes, and then the evening the bike race was like 45 minutes, so maybe 20 minutes warm up. Yeah, and then so yeah, maybe a little over an hour total, and then yeah, like a hard mile, like for you know whatever. 4.30, 4, you know, depending mm-hmm. how I was doing. And then you like jog another 30 minutes. So, and then a swim in there too. Yeah. So, so in the day after, what is this like easy day? Look yeah. Like? So and after like a huge. Oh, so my easiest like day. Yeah. So my easy days are generally Monday and Thursday on, on Thursdays. I usually do a lift and then it, it went on like peak of my training. My coach gives me like a two and a half hour bike ride. Easy. And then I swim with, uh, it's like. A, so you're still doing a two and a half hour bike ride. Yeah. And just swim on your easy day. Yeah. That's my Thursday. And then my Monday <laughs> is like, I usually do. Running easy days are like 40 minutes. Yeah. And, and, and probably skip the weight room in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, the thing about. Yeah. It's just a different ball game. It's different. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's smart, but <laughs> hopefully we'll see. <laughs> hey, next train in Zane or Yeah. 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 Well, Morgan, thank you so much uh, for all the insight. Uh, this has been an amazing podcast. Really enjoyed talking with you. Uh, and I cannot wait. And I'm sure all our listeners are going to be excited to follow you, follow you throughout this year now and then into the Paris Olympic Games, seeing you in the red, white, and blue repping out there for Boulder, Big Horn TC. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, thanks. And uh, yeah, hopefully you're there. And uh, Yeah, that'd be good. Hopefully, hopefully we good can, then. you know, watch each other race and, yeah. you know, I'll look forward to like kind of following the team this year. I uh, I know we all have big goals, so best of luck and uh, yeah. Hopefully we maybe get a run in between then. Cheers, bud. We'll do it. All right. That was awesome, dude. Thank you yeah. so much. It was fun.